Welcome to This Is His Story podcast. Ministries and God's stories you need to know. I was an executive vice president of a Christian nonprofit. You know what I was good at? Stiff arming vendors. You know, a lot of us do it. We have that personality, or some of us would say we just didn't have the luxury of actually hiring, um, you know, the people that might be able to help us uh, in certain areas of ministry, right? You know, executive directors wear so many hats, and we probably all will admit that we need help in areas, but it's sometimes complicated to get that help. Once again, sometimes it's budget. Sometimes it's the culture of our ministry and the complications of sometimes it's just easier to do things ourselves than pay somebody else to do it. Or, you know, that feeling we all have of like, oh, we're unique. We're so unique. And, you know, they they just won't get it. And so we just sort of all have our reasons that we push people away. Well, let me just tell you, after two decades of doing a lot of the hard testing and learning things the hard way and the long way sometimes. And I spent a lot of time gleaning information from colleagues, from peers, collaborations. Even I, you know, sometimes would poke with vendors for information and try to learn the little things that they throw away, especially on the internet now. There's just so many people who quote unquote give away information the way that a lot of people online try to show value by just saying, oh, look at what I know, look what I know, look what I know. Well, you can grab a lot of that content. You say, oh, I'm going to try this, I'm going to try this, I'm going to try this. Well, I did that for for years and years and years. Plus, we were really cutting edge, at least uh, with Inside for Living, we certainly were. We were doing things other people weren't doing, and so they were coming to us and asking us questions. But I did a lot of learning things the long, hard way where I might could have got away uh, moving a little bit faster on some information and some tactics if I just would have been able to hire someone to help me do that. After my long tenure of really having a, a minimal amount of, of vendors and consultants come my way, I came away with some truths, especially with digital strategy and digital strategy that focuses on collecting new names, which is critical to any organization, and a strategy that helps you raise funds online, which is, once again, critical to any Christian organization, you know, trying to grow and fund their God-sized mission, right? One of my takeaways, there is no silver bullet. There is just no one thing that if you just did this, if you just bought this software, if you just tried our product X or you just hired this one guy and he's going to be great. It just doesn't work that way. There is no silver bullet. Don't look for the silver bullet. There may be a lot of bullets, but there's certainly not one particular thing. If you just knew what that was, social media is not going to save you. Facebook's not going to save you. The new donation platform is not going to save you. This new vendor who promises you the world's not going to save you. It's not going to happen. The rising tide raises all ship mentality is what's going to save you. Two is I found out you really don't have to spend tons to find new donors or keep the ones that you have. With that said, doesn't mean don't spend any money doing it, but I'm saying I've discovered principles along the way that will get you there without costing a fortune. Also found that executives 
can sort of win back part of their day by managing their technical teams differently. I mean, you can win back one, two, five, ten hours a week just by managing your technical teams a little different than you used to. When I use the word technical teams, sometimes that's webmasters, sometimes it's vendors, sometimes it's volunteers. But I find that a lot of executive directors are very hands-on, sometimes too much hands-on. They should be focusing other places or they're so hands off it's problematic. They just trust their technical team and that's not good either. Um, I also found that you can really gain confidence that the return on investment of all your efforts are really being used in good stewardship, right? To your board and to your donors. Like one of the questions I get all the time is, I feel like we're spending all this money or paying too much for our technical solution. I just can't justify it. But you can, you really can measure the ROI. I would even say that the return on investment is sometimes just shown at the bottom line moving up. The raising tide raises all ship. Sometimes you can't justify social media alone, but you certainly can when you look at, wow, social media plus a good email strategy plus a good direct mail campaign. At the end of the day, your donations are going up. Don't try to cut back. I'm going I'm to use the example of Coca-Cola right? Like we all know what Coca-Cola is, right? We have no, nobody does not know what Coca-Cola is, but yet they spend billions on advertising. Well, you know why? Because if they don't, their sales go down. If you take out something, you just say, ah, we don't have time for this email. We don't, social media is just too big of a pain for us. Okay. But when you take it out, things dip. You need to put into the various platforms because all of them mixed together is creating your result. Okay, sorry, I'm not trying to get in the weeds there. Another thing I've learned is there's proven ways to navigate ever-changing digital landscape. There are ways to make your organization stand out and excite current and future donors. Even when things are changing at breakneck speeds, there's just methodologies that work that are really work independently of trends of Facebook or, oh, there's this new thing called TikTok or whatever the new whatever new is they don't change the principles that increase online givers and new names go it is possible to gain exposure for your organization and fund your god-sized mission using digital strategies for sure and there's simple methods to align your staff and your vendors to all row in the same direction it's possible it's totally possible here's the truth i was blessed. My title was sort of long. It wrapped on my business card. It was Executive Vice President of Communications and Chief Internet Officer. What I had an advantage of, even though I was an executive at a Christian organization, I wasn't the executive director like many of you listening are. You wear so much more hats. Because of my title, my job responsibility, I was literally focused on digital strategies. For 11 years, for an international organization that had offices all around the world, different cultures, different languages, I learned hands-on so much about giving and doing online ministry 
and telling our stories in so many different cultures and the top of the donor pyramid, the middle of the donor pyramid, the bottom of the donor pyramid. I learned a lot and it's, I've come discovered it was a very unique time that makes me unique. The knowledge that I have applies to small, medium, and large organizations. There are principles that work with everyone. Budgets are different, but remember what I said, you don't have to spend tons to find new donors or keep the ones that you have. It's still true no matter the size of your organization. I I think I had around 17 employees just in the U.S. Plus, there's different teams in the local offices around the world, right? So I worked with a lot of different people, but we literally sat around and we focus on communicating our mission and doing ministry around the globe. And so that gives me a unique perspective as I consult other organizations and their digital strategies using the principles I just used above. So one of the ways I sort of give that away is with a webinar I created. And I did it during COVID. It was so interesting because you know I wasn't traveling. I had the time to work on it and I just wanted to help people out. So it was a way to sort of expose people who needed help with their digital strategies, but aren't going to pick up the phone and call me or hire me. They don't even know me. So it was a good icebreaker, if you will, for people to get to know me, know my philosophy of digital strategies and it's free and it's still out there. I'll tell you how to get to it here in just a minute. But what's so great about it is I've already got feedback from the people who listened. I asked for feedback, by the way, just so I know if it was helpful. It whet their appetite to walk into the deep end with me and they've contacted me to say, hey, we want to know more. We love this. And other people have just called me and said, hey, I've taken what I've learned just from your webinar alone and we've made some pretty big changes over here in our organization. And I love to hear that. You know, this podcast and building out this webinar are, you know, it's, it's the art of public speaking, right? I speak into a microphone, but I know there's listeners on the other end. And I got to tell you a little story. One of my, I'd call him a mentor. I don't know if he knows he's a mentor to me because it's not official, but I certainly, uh, try to learn as much information as I could from him. There's a gentleman named Paul Sailhammer. Some of you in the Christian circles would know who he is. He's a great public speaker, used to travel with a lot of organizations and sort of be an MC, if you will. He's a master on stage. He's you know, a big, tall guy, and he has a great voice, good-looking man, very smart, very well-read. You can put him in any situation at any dinner party, and he'll know plenty about a lot. He's just a smart, smart guy. I love hanging around the guy. Well, so one day I just asked him about it. You know, I just saw his stage presence. I said, Paul, give me give me some secrets. Like, why are you so good at what you do besides experience and longevity? And he said, all right, Todd. He goes, I'm going to tell you something for sure. I don't care if you're introducing your mother on stage. Have notes in your hand. He goes, every single time I get on stage, look at me. And I have this little brown book in my left hand or I put it up on the podium. But it's my notes that I am sure that if I lock up on stage, have a moment, my brain freezes up, whatever, I know I can look down. And it just gives me a safety net. And trust me, over the years, I've had to look. And I've had to sort of cheat from my notes. And it just, it gives me peace knowing that those notes are there. So I've learned through the years, by the way, with that, uh, I, I take notes everywhere. Even when I do a podcast like this, I just have notes in front of me. I'm like, okay, that's what I wanted to say. Let me not forget that. Well, it was sort of funny. He and I were in a trip uh, on a cruise and I was running a bookstore on the cruise for, you know, biblical resources for the trip. And I needed to get on stage that evening 
and just tell some details. And so I told Paul at lunch, I believe, that, hey, tonight I need, you know, five minutes up on stage. I need to, and then blah, 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 blah. I told him what I needed to do. And he said, okay, I'll write you in. Well, Paul gets on stage that night. And instead of introducing me, he had his little book. And I, I saw him open the book right when he was thinking, okay, what's what's happening next? And he sort of read it all. She says, Todd's coming on stage to tell you that at 7 p.m. tonight, the bookstore is going to be open and be sure to bring your whatever. And there's 20% off of this and blah, 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 blah. All right, Todd, come on up. <laughs> and I'm walking up on stage thinking, Paul, I got nothing else to say. You literally said everything I was going to say. So I had to sit there and just fluff and make something up and did something else and whatever. And I remember walking off like, all right, that book deal doesn't always work. It just doesn't. Yeah, there's they're supposed to be a trigger to remind you what to say. You weren't supposed to read it verbatim. So, well, anyway, I did have my notes that day too, and I always do. But And it just gives me confidence knowing that I, what I need is in my hand or in my pocket or up on the, the podium at any given time. So I learned a good lesson with that. So how about this segue? Go put some information in your pocket and listen to this free webinar. If, it, if the topics we've talked about today sounds like something your organization needs, which every organization needs, new names and donors to fund your God-sized mission. Everyone needs it. Everyone can do a better job than what they're doing. I promise you, I do this for a living. I've never walked into a scenario that somebody didn't have a lot of room to grow in, in certain areas and they're normally hungry for it. But if these topics sound like something you want to listen to, the webinar is free. It's called Five Simple Shifts to Gain Dedicated Donors with Your Digital Strategies. And you can find it on my website at creativedigitalguide.com. Thank you for listening. Be sure to follow on TikTok or Instagram for daily stories Christians need to know. Wanting to increase the reach of your ministry or your church's ability to make disciples? Come to my website for free resources and webinars built exclusively for Christian nonprofits and churches. CreativeDigitalGuide.com helps executive directors and pastors learn how to gain ministry partners to do God-sized missions.